0: We'll get to the NFL. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic four weekend. Four to go. Four, it's a, four teams. Only four teams left in this one. Um, with some ripping games over the past weekend, we've got we've got some one, great ones to look forward to as well and to join us. Uh, thanks to Pro Kick Australia, this guy started it all. Uh, he also played with the Brisbane Lions and Hawthorne, and then he went over to America and dominated. The big time. Oh, big time. And it's our great friend of the show, Nathan Chapman. G'day, Nathan.
1: Thank you, boy.
0: How you going? Jeez. Good. Look, love, love being on? Hey, Thank you for joining us, mate. I know, I know you're a you're a fairly busy man on the way to a basketball game, but uh, appreciate you giving us some of your time. Well, let's start from uh, the week we've just or the weekend we've just previously had reaping games of um of football. What what was uh, the your takeaway from it?
1: Oh, um, probably one of the one of the best weekends um, that we've seen for a while. Some Massive, massive games, but some really close ones. Turnovers, interceptions, missed field goals, kicked field goals—like the whole thing seemed to happen all this weekend. And I think it was a uh, a good lead up to to what's about to happen um, between four pretty talented teams. So it's it's been exciting, and I know the NFL love it. There's some some uh, superstars out there ready to play this weekend.
2: Nathan, it was here. Um... Just uh, I know off-air uh, you did say you're a soft spot there for the 49ers, but uh, could we see the fairy tale with uh, Detroit?
1: Uh, you know what? I think, I think half the country would love to see it. It's What a great story, you know? Um, uh, the 49ers have got something to prove. I think they've got a bit of a band in their bonnet. Yeah, for last year and even uh, the year prior, Um strong team, but I think I think there's a lot of people that have got behind Detroit, and um, as much as I'd love to see the 49ers and Mitch get another shot at it, um, you know, I, I do I do believe that uh, it would be a fairy tale and it could happen for
2: Detroit. And we're also seeing already there's um, coaching merry-go-rounds. I mean, we, we get a little bit of that in sort of AFL, but uh, the coaching and player merry-go-rounds over there is... Just out of control.
1: Yeah, um, sort of happens at both levels, you know. Um, especially recently in the the college level and the NFL, some massive names sort of sort of leaving. Which um, there was a really good quote the other day. Um, you get replaced really quickly at that top mm. level, and and the game might remember you, but they just move on to what's next. Um, so you know, even at the college level, with with uh, you know Nick Saban sort of finishing up at Alabama and. Um, Pete Carroll at Seattle like, it was it was a big few days of some of the absolute stalwarts in both the NFL and college finished up, which was crazy. Haven't seen that for ages.
2: And, and also I know you just spoke about college football we're just a little bit off topic there. Uh, but it blows me away. the college football scene over there is just massive.
1: Yeah um, you'd sort of think it's well technically probably in America, You'd probably say the college is bigger than the NFL, but the NFL show itself um, and the money that they put into it is uh, probably has a lot of glamour and glitz. The college side uh, would be would be bigger overall, um, yeah. You know, but the NFL marketed so well, you know, globally. Um, you know it, it, I guess it's the, the show itself is unbelievable. So I would say um, if you've been to a big college rival game, it would top any big NFL rival game. So wow. mm. huge, absolutely.
2: <laughs> Do you remember like your first experience with that type of thing? Obviously you remember it. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, it was about 2016. I'd been running Pro Kick for maybe seven or eight years before I went to my first college game of football and it was against uh, Ohio, Ohio State and Penn State. Mm. It was called a wideout game. There was 110,000 people. We had a player in Danny Pasquarello playing for Penn State. We had Cameron Johnson, who's now the Houston Texans, playing for Ohio State. And it came down to a blocked field goal um, and uh, scooped and scored for Penn State. Ran the whole length, going back the other way. It's for Penn State to win it. 110,000 people ended up on the field. They <laughs> pulled... They- Rip the goalpost down, there was riots in the street and cars were burnt and overturned. So, yeah, I remember it well. And it was raining. It was freezing cold.
2: Wow. And And Nathan, um, obviously you're involved with Pro Kick Australia. Um, Just how many Australians are are, are kicking over in in the States, in college and in the NFL? um,
1: Yeah, good question. This year I believe we've had about 85 players on college rosters. Um, that will play this year. We've done 270 scholarships overall over our journey. Um, yeah, but this year there was about 85, and uh, with, I guess, the start of the year in the NFL, we had five players, and then Aaron Sipos got let go. Um, so we had four current players in the NFL and, um, and then hoping to get uh, two drafted, maybe three or four picked up um, during the, you know, after the draft. But um, certainly would be excited to see two guys get drafted, like Tori Taylor. Matty Hayball, a um, couple of Melbourne lads, um, a real big chance. How
2: how far are they? How far are they kicking it? Or I know it's a height and and a lot of things go into it. But how far are these boys that you just said then kicking it?
1: Yeah. yeah um, okay, it's all situational, I guess, in a game. But you know, it's not uncommon for them to, you know, seventy to seventy-five meters is probably a a reasonable standard for them to kick. Um, they're going to have some placement along with that, but you know, if they were to launch a talk, um, you know, get the sharing out and launch a talk, I, I don't think they'd have any trouble hitting sort of seventy-five metres.
0: Oh, Gee, that's <laughs> that's a distance. Uh, just back to the the actual games and and the um, final series that we've seen in the NFL. One of the big, key, or the key takeaways that uh, I think we've all witnessed is the weather and <laughs> how cold it is and the it's snow crazy. and everything. I mean, how difficult, I'm sure it's extremely difficult to play in these sort of conditions.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of little factors that go into it. I saw even, uh, you know, it was rainy on the weekend in the 49ers game. Um, Brock Purdy, you know, went for the glove just because it was slippery. Then he ended up taking it off. Um, You know, if you talk about, you know, catching the ball, um, some of these guys, the kickers, the kickers have to kick. I think, what, last week, though, it was like minus 25 degrees. Uh, you, might be stand, you might be standing on the sideline for 35 minutes before you have to swing your leg. So, you know, the the fans don't quite understand that, you know, they just want you to kick through the uprights because that's your job. But, you know, you can cool down pretty quickly when it's minus 20 degrees um, and then have to come out and perform. The balls get really cold, so they get affected differently when you kick it. The snapper has to, you know, imagine your fingers, you've got to snap the ball um, 15 or 7 yards back to the guy who's going to catch it. And, it, again, everything's down to the millisecond for timing and, um, you know, for the operation to take place. If you get that wrong just because your fingers are a little bit chilly, a little bit chilly, <laughs> freezing cold, I could say, um, you know, it affects everything. Like, it's really hard. The ball doesn't go where it's supposed to. Cold wind affects the ball different differently than when it's hot, um, but really, you got you got an extra three layers of uh, skins and stuff to keep you warm, so you feel like you you know you're not your normal loose yeah. self like you're kicking on the beach with no <laughs> restrictions. There's a lot that sort of goes into it. So um, and unfortunately for the for the Bills guy, you know he just that went wide right. It's went wide right, and it's, it's cost him a spot. Um, you know he'll be upset about it team will support him but at the end of the day they get pretty fickle when it comes to, to winning or losing this time of year as as we've seen in the past
2: And Nathan obviously as you just mentioned Kansas travelling up to Buffalo and winning that game in uh, enemy territory uh, what do you make of the Bills turning off the hot water in the Kansas City Chiefs rooms after the game?
1: Uh, it, remi- it reminds me of country footy in the early <laughs> 90s or the late 80s <laughs> playing out the, the
2: of the back of
1: uh kangaroo flat and uh going to castle main and having no hot water just getting straight in the car and driving home so i don't know you could probably say fair and reasonable but maybe not in these day and times i think you've got to cop it on the chin and um i i hate to see what happens next year when the rival game go when they when they play each other
2: <laughs> and also just on on your kicking and uh, which is what Basically what you're doing and teaching uh, We're seeing also the set plays Against the kicker, we're seeing a lot more Sort of uh, rushed, rushed kicks uh, Getting a touch on it, jumping over And guys quick on the outside are you, are you factoring all that in Through your training?
1: Yeah, we we try and stay ahead of that curve Make the guys go a little bit faster So they're aware of it, um, it And to be honest it gets It's like a game of chess So really some of that stuff um, you might be really fast in your operation, but a good special teams coach can script up plays against that to combat what you're really good at. They spend a lot of time preparing to play against you. So, really, it's you know, yes, it's your job to be as fast as you can, uh, you know, within a good time frame, but your special teams coach versus their special teams coach to make sure you. The blocks are good. Um, the people are t- trained and blocking in the right direction. All of those things come into it as well. So it's not necessarily just you and, and how you kick it. Um, you know, the other people on the line have a lot to play and a lot to say about actually what happens.
0: All right-o. Uh, now, let's get to the preview. I know we uh, we got to cut this uh, pretty soon because you got to get to the basketball. But uh, your two winners, who's going to play in this uh, the Super Bowl?
1: Oh. Uh, I, yeah, yeah okay I'd love I'd, uh, Kansas seem to be have been going too well for too long so I sort of go let let the Ravens get in I think they'd be good I think they've probably been one of the best teams all year um I do believe it's I do believe it's set up for 49 ers Kansas clash again and uh and I'll be in the States... During that time, Ooh. and you just never know if I'm close enough and I could drive up
0: the road, I might end up there if the 49ers are in it. Awesome. Oh, Very be, nice. That would be exciting. Uh, and I'm assuming that uh, we'll be able to cross to you live from there on uh, when, when you are there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'll have uh, video record
0: going, and we'll just do a live stream if you want. Ooh, just, just
2: during the halftime show, be right. Be right. Nothing else going yeah. on.
0: <laughs> for sure. For sure. Very good, mate. Hey, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for giving us some of your time tonight. Um, hopefully, have a have a great weekend uh, watching the championship games, mate. Yeah. Thanks, Jensen.
1: Go go before
0: we ers I'm on board. <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> thanks, Nathan. Nice. Very good, Nathan Chapman. There, uh, Pro Kick Australia. Uh, our expert of the NFL and the championship games.